why police departments across the United States are losing the media battles and how it could be costing you millions of dollars. Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Hey, folks, when you have a chance, check out our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. When you get there, click like and follow. That's click, like, and follow Law Enforcement Today Radio Show on Facebook. All right, this is a special episode of the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show and Podcast. If this is one of your first times tuning in, I'm John J. Wiley. I'm a host of the show. I'm also a retired Baltimore police sergeant. Today, we've got a special episode of the show. We're going to talk about my opinions of what's going on in the news media and why police agencies, when I say police agencies, that includes sheriff's departments, constables' offices, you name it, throughout the United States are losing the media battles. And to make matters worse, they're settling out of court, the cities are, the counties, governments, for millions of dollars in complaints that are unfounded, where their officers did the right thing. But the departments are not proactive when it comes to social media and the news media. For far too long, we've relied on the news media to tell our stories. Now, I get it. We'll talk about why agencies do this in a moment. However, the news media has always done a bad job in telling police stories. They've been so far from the truth. And now it's so politically biased in an attempt to get headlines, to get people's attention, they can say anything. And so many departments across the United States willingly allow that to happen by not taking a proactive stance. What about all those lip sync videos? What about all those dancing cop videos that were supposed to help improve community relations and the image of the departments of the officers involved? What good did they do? Here's what happens. When any kind of potentially controversial situation occurs, even those that are not controversial, activist groups, so-called activist groups, the news media, They're already all over it. They're putting their spin on it. They've got all kinds of sources putting out their message. And those who control the message, as they say in the media, those who control the narrative win. And then departments react slowly. And when they do, they look defensive instead of being offensive right in the very beginning. When I say offensive, how about doing this? Get some people. Start posting immediately on social media about what happened. Now, I know they don't. A lot of agencies don't because in the United States, everyone is presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And departments don't want to say something that could wind up tarnishing the case 
and throwing case out. Without getting into specifics, there are many ways to combat this. Some agencies have gotten really good at releasing body cam video when complaints are made about discourtesy, excessive force, or other ridiculous accusations, and they show the proof of what happened. The problem with that is it's already after the complaint has been made. It's already after so many people have seen it on social media. Hey, I heard from a cousin of a friend of someone else who posted that this cop was rude. And the agency doesn't take a proactive stance. The agency doesn't start promoting itself and defending its officers before complaints are made. Now, this is a very important point. They're not defending their officers. And that's part of the reason why so many officers are leaving. And so many departments have a retention and recruiting problem. If yours is one of those, here's something to look for. And by the way, if your agency is not proactive when it comes to social media, if they are not proactive and it comes to the news media, you might want to consider leaving and going to an agency that is. Because they show time and time again that they do not support their officers. They're more concerned with public opinion and the optics of how things look. Now, that's something politicians say all the time. The optics, it just doesn't look good. Sometimes facts will defend those officers. Quite often, the facts will defend those officers. And when they're guilty and when they're wrong, be proactive about it. Tell people about it. Let's say, for example, I want to go back to the lip sync videos. I want to go back to the dancing cop videos. I got nothing against them. I really don't. However, they're a waste of time. They're a waste of resources. All those that we went through for a couple of years would seem like every agency in the United States was posting these videos accomplished nothing. Meantime, they were not putting out any kind of post to support officers who stood tall in, and courageously and acted heroically and honorably in extremely violent situations. They didn't say that. They didn't do that because of the optics. They don't like how it looks. Here's what law enforcement agencies should be doing, some are doing, and if those who refuse to do it, I would venture a guess that in the near future, those police chiefs, those superintendents, those commissioners, they'll be unemployed. I'll repeat that. Police chiefs, commissioners, superintendents who do not want to do this will be unemployed because the cities, the county governments, the state governments are settling some of these, these cases out of court for millions of dollars that the taxpayers pay when the officers did absolutely nothing wrong. The primary reason, because they did not take a proactive stance. Now, how do you do this? Well, a lot of police already have quite a bit of experience dealing with social media and posting on social media. How many police have gotten in trouble when they did nothing wrong because they posted something that the so-called administrators or bosses or command staff didn't approve of and disciplined the officers? So what they do is they create an environment where officers don't speak the truth. I know it's a radical concept, speaking the truth. Well, let's do this. Hire some interns, some college graduates that can do this. Hire some civilians that can do this. And be proactive, be on the ball. Start controlling the narrative before it turns ugly, especially on social media. 
Now, we don't have control over what the news agencies do, but we do have control over what is talked about in social media. And when officers are supported and defended on social media, they will notice it. And the outrageous settlements, cash settlements, by cities and county governments, when their officers did nothing wrong, will start to decrease by taking a mindset of no more, we're not standing this for this anymore. Remember the old saying, in America, everyone's presumed innocent until proven guilty in a court of law? That applies to everyone, except police. Again, when I say police, that means deputies, constables, you name it. So many agencies act as if their officer did something wrong and they need to be defensive instead of being on the offensive. When I say offensive, that doesn't mean be aggressive. That means just tell people the facts. Show them the facts. Body cam video is there. Now, I get it. Some will say, well, that's copaganda. Oh, okay. You can't change that. I don't argue with people. I'm not the, you know what, whisperer. I cannot make stupid people all of a sudden go, oh, I've been wrong all along. However, these same agencies can start posting when officers do courageous things, when they do heroic things, even in cases of use of force, the ugliest of scenarios. When they do something right, broadcast it. Secondly, start broadcasting when they do things that police do every day and have been my entire life. Helping disabled vehicles, changing flat tires, playing with kids, all these things that happen all the time. It's part of the job. When agencies start doing that, officers will feel supportive. They'll feel like they're being backed up and they'll feel like someone has their best interest at heart. Secondly, the benefit is for taxpayers, a lot less agencies, a lot less counties, a lot less cities will be settling with outrageous sums of money for situations when their police, their officers, their deputies did absolutely nothing wrong. Social media. The old saying is, he who controls a narrative wins. And right away, activists have all kinds of media people working on controlling the narrative immediately. Even from out of state, they don't care. The news media has journalists, interns, all kinds of social media people that start posting immediately with the most horrendous, most horrifying so-called facts to make the police look wrong. Why? Because it gets attention and it gets eyeballs on their product, which means they get higher ratings and they can charge more for advertising. That's going to be hard to beat the news media. However, by putting out simple things like facts and truths ahead of time, you can beat them at their own game, or at least present the other side of the story. Thanks so much for letting me get that off my chest, which, by the way, is a good time to plug what we do. Retired, active, former officers who have a story to tell, they're welcome here on the Law Enforcement Today show. First responders, law enforcement officers, military, victims of crime, their spouses or survivors are also welcome to talk about traumatic incidents they went through, how it impacted them, and how they built their lives afterwards. They're all welcome on the Law Enforcement Today show. Remember, the Law Enforcement Today radio show is a nationally syndicated radio show 
on numerous stations broadcast weekly across the United States to about 29 million combined population. This is a platform for those people to tell their stories. If you enjoyed the podcast version of the show, please do me a big favor. Tell a friend. I'll be back in just a couple days with a brand new episode of the Law Enforcement Today radio show and podcast. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. We'll be right back.